Welcome to Rock Shop Talk. Our show talks best practices, fun anecdotes, and the latest cutting-edge technology in our field to kick your screen printing gears in a hyperdrive. Today's episode features automating screen reclamation. Thank you so much for joining us today. We'll be right back. want to welcome everybody back to Rock Shop Talk, your one-stop rock shop where we talk all things screen printing. Today, we are discussing automated screen reclamation, and we are joined by the one and only Mr. Friends Peters of Lotus Holland. I am Rock US President Ross Hunter. We're also joined today with our creative producer, Mr. Merrill Caps, yep. and of course, our automated specialist, Mr. Thomas Shaw. How's everyone doing today? Fantastic. How are you, sir? I'm great. 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 We have Friends some looks like he's in Disneyland yeah. or like Avenger, Avenger Bill. <laughs> Avenger right and uh, Andy. I'm here with my two. Uh, I'm here with my two uh, best friends, actually. <laughs> awesome. Is that mural in your in your business somewhere, or is that a background? Uh, yeah. That, no, no, that's a mural. We have a, um, a graffiti wall in uh, in our building. With, uh, cool. with actually uh, on, on the right side, we have uh, we have Thomas Shaw. And on the left, we have uh, Ross Hunter. <laughs> oh, nice. Was, uh, Thomas gets to be Superman. I like that. Yeah, That's I was awesome. working on a lot more when they did that that painting. <laughs> <laughs> and wait, who is Spider-Man? As I'm it's, Spider-Man. Uh, it's, it's Ross. <laughs> oh, it's Ross. Okay, 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 okay. All right. Good to know. So, um, yeah, I wanted to start the episode just with a quick news update. Uh, this is our St. Patty's Day special. Uh, Meryl's got some green on. Thomas definitely should get pinched. I have on green Ooh. Chuck Taylors. So no I see that. With me. Wait, since you, um, showed, since you showed it that way, I, I have to do the I same. I put on my Irish print. Look at you. Oh, perfect. That's fantastic. See, there we go. Check out my socks here. Oh, wow. Oh. See? Ooh, let's shamrock. It just rock See? is spelled wrong. It's R O Q, Meryl, not R O C K. I know. I should talk to somebody in marketing at Rock to uh, get some socks, dude. Rock. Just call yourself. Rock our socks off. <laughs> rock their socks. Rock socks. <laughs> We're gonna have to make socks. No, that now. doesn't sound good. That doesn't sound no, good. That's rock like, socks. Yeah, you gotta add a word in the middle. Rock socks is close to rock socks. If you're in. The East Coast no, is actually say, right on yeah. point. Rock socks, you know. <laughs> no, but rock their socks <laughs> off. I don't know. Okay. There's, some, there's something okay. there. Oh, yeah. Anyway, the we bottom line is off. I want socks. I like socks. Cool. Go on with your story. Let's, let's work <laughs> That's on beautiful. That. Anyways, St. Patty's Day is special. Uh, of course, Meryl, our creative producer, creatively is calling it Shamrock and Roll. So Shamrock and Roll, I love it. And shame um, on me if I don't. And and with Shamrock and Roll, we, uh, until March 15th, are doing free shipping on any Lotus Holland machine that is purchased. So from now until March 15th, take advantage of free shipping. We also have some free startup chemistry uh, that's coming with the machines as well. So kind of like, a, a, you know, it's a two leaf clover. You get two, two specials, the shipping, the no, that doesn't work. Hey, okay. no, I like I'm seeing it. a face from Meryl. I'm going to let that go. I'm but anyway, holding in March my 15th, laughter. Okay. March 15th. Um, come talk to us about a Lotus Hall and take advantage of that's a big deal. Specials. Yeah. It's extra green. It sure is. 
extra green yeah. that saves extra green that reveals a whole bunch of extra green Absolutely. while go. going green. Lots of yes. green. No, oh, we're having fun today. Yes. Um, cool. So, so hit us up about that. Uh, that's our big news. Uh, we'll have some new news maybe next episode. I think there might be a little sizzle on the rock tour bus uh, mm -hmm. going out and doing some things. So excited to tell everyone about that. But let's dive into Lotus Holland. Let's dive into automated uh, screen reclamation. And uh, I want to kick it over to... Friends Peters, he is the developer and owner of Lotus Holland. Again, thank you for joining us. And wanted to kind of get some background from you on where Lotus Holland came from. Give us the story. What are the roots? Um, how long have you been around? Uh, all that kind of good stuff. So share the story. Well, uh, yeah, going back in time we are, huh? going back in, in history. Um about 20 years ago, when I was um, working in expert sales, uh, at some point I helped a friend out in a trade show, and then I got into uh, contact with, uh, with, with uh, screen printing. And I was immediately hooked when I saw that. It looks so, so interesting, and, and screen printing, to me, it is a real profession. I noticed immediately that a printer has so many variables uh, to influence his his product and his quality. And um, I thought it, it must be, it is very rewarding to be a screen printer. You should be proud of uh, what you can achieve as a screen printer. And that is what grabbed me. But I didn't see myself as a, um, with my background, I didn't see myself as a, as a screen printer. Um, I have a background in business administration. I've been in sales all my life. And um, that was where my interest was, uh, was more in that direction. And then I, I looked at that industry and I thought, well, what, what can we contribute here? And then uh, I don't know how it came, but then I, saw, I, I realized that there was a lot of work around that screen going on, mm. uh, which was very labor intensive. Um, well, business administration, I'm always looking at cutting costs, right? So I figured that if we can do something about automating that, that part of the process, then we could really help uh, the screen printer improve. That's great. So that's yeah. where, it, where, it started, uh, where it started for me. And so- And did it start with, with reclamation? I mean, was that kind of the first, cause I know you've got quite a few products now. So did it start with how do we create a better cleaning process and automate I that? Yeah, we we uh, well well I saw that in um, uh, at that time there were many uh, large format screen printers still which are uh, in Europe there you cannot find large format screen printers anymore it's all digital roll to roll printing but at that point of time there were still plenty um, uh, large format screen printers with with very big screen big screens so handling of those screens was uh, cumbersome. Uh, expensive, it was a big mess. You needed big spaces uh, to, to clean a screen. Let's say, uh, what is that? Uh, seven by 12 foot, <laughs> you need a big room. And um, um, so most of the screen printers at first they, that were interested in, in reclaiming uh, were these large format uh, um, graphic printers. Uh, but not long after, other printers also realized, oh, hey, this, this might be a cost saver, this, um, this, uh, uh, this reclaiming uh, business. Uh, more so than in pre-press. Uh, in post-press, there was much more to gain than in, um, 
than in Prepress. Um, for us, what, what was the difference is that we had a chemical in hand, which was non-volatile. And that was, it was actually, um, it was actually built that chemical to remove graffiti from walls, like you see on the back here. Mm. If you have a, a graffiti painting like this, you cannot go uh, use aggressive chemicals because it will ruin the wall as well. And also you cannot go in with high pressure for the same reason. Right. So we had a chemical that was non-volatile, was way more expensive than the, the average uh, white spirit products, um, but much more friendly. Did uh, Forgive my ignorance. Did you, uh, did you just happen upon that? Did you manufacture that, the chemical, no, I was, like a compound? Or? I was in, in contact with a company that, uh, that had a request for that and built that product and then for, uh, for uh, uh, graffiti uh, wall cleaning that wow. was a very small very small uh, niche market so um they were looking for what can we what can we do with this product where can we go to and then the, the two worlds came together the, the, the point where i was in contact with screen printing and this cleaner and then we said well, well let's give it a try and it worked but because it was not volatile the 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 existing uh, systems that we know from 20 years ago they needed a volatile chemical which they then, uh, under pressure, uh, they create a damp, they disperse it into a damp, and this damp attacks the uh, ink. Well, that, that, that doesn't uh, do it for our chemical. Our chemical flushes, or the, mm -hmm. the machine nowadays, at that point it was the chemical, flushes across the screen and dissolves the ink and on its way down. Gotcha. So we were, awesome. we were, at that point, we were the, actually the first ones uh, building an inline system using a non-volatile uh, chemical. It's wow. great. So through that evolution, I mean, getting to, you know, obviously long evolution here, you're talking 20 years of, you know, having an idea, you know, and this is maturing through chemistry and then maturing into machinery, et cetera. Um, to give our listeners that don't know much about it, what is the main function of the Lotus Holland Evo Compact specifically? We'll get into some of the other uh, machines that you carry as well, but the, the Evo Compact Lotus Holland, what, what, what's the big benefit that our listeners get out of that machine? I mean, the biggest, give us the top three biggest benefits. Yeah. Yeah. The, 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 the Lotus Evo Compact was built with the textile screen printer in mind. Um, uh, we needed a system that is fully automatic. So it completely cleans the screens. It takes off the ink. It takes off the emulsion. It rinses the screen, it decreases the screen, and it uh, uh, dries the, uh, the screen with, with rubber flaps. So the screen comes out moist, but uh, once it is dry, it's ready to be coated again. So that's what every, every screen printer wanted. But the machines that we had were uh, 50 feet long for, the, for these uh, big format printers. Well, that's not gonna work for a textile screen printer, right? So, mm -hmm. Uh, so tailored to the screen size that, that they have, 23 by 31 or 32 inch, uh, we figured out a standard machine uh, that, that has the smallest footprint that you will find in the industry uh, that will do the whole job. So the big advantage is it, it takes out all the labor, but it does the whole process. Mm. Yeah, in the U.S. market, the size and the footprint has been been a major thing for us. I mean, many people have small dark rooms. Many people are maybe putting this in a in a space that that 
you know, that is, that is quite small. And, uh, and so just having a compact unit like the Evo, um, has really allowed us to place that product in the market and in many, many shops. Yeah. We actually yeah. just filmed the video over at family industries and their Lotus is in their dark room. I mean, that kind of yeah. shows the, the footprint, right? That, yeah. you know, you can have this piece of equipment in a dark room. I mean, clearly you'll want to get the dimensions first before you quote me on your specific dark room as it may be a little small, but, um, you know, it, it fits and the, yeah. the, you know, the price is right. And it does every single thing uh, that friends just described. That's awesome. Yeah. That's a beautiful um, video then, for family industries. I saw that with, uh, with Danny presenting it was um, very it's, impressive. It did a great yeah. job. Yeah. yeah. More to come too. Yeah. We've been getting a lot of great marketing uh, this year and that's kind of what the tour bus little sneak peek on what the tour bus is going to be about. We're actually going out to see a whole bunch of different partners um, mm -hmm. and do a ton of filming all, all across the country. So it's going to be really exciting. So, after, you know, so you've got the Lotus Hall and Evo Compact. Um, you also have the Luminator um, yep. and you've got a developer. Do you want to just quickly describe what those other two uh, machines do? Yeah, that is a, that is a very interesting uh, development. We, uh, we actually have a patent on that uh, machine, uh, the Luminator. Um, it consists of two parts in line. Uh, a UV LED exposure unit in line with a uh, with a washout unit. So the washout unit is also available standalone as a developer, but it's uh, also in line. And uh, that combination for Luminator is is perf a perfect match to a CTS system like a Dalvit or 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 an Exile Spider. Uh, as long as you have CTS, because uh, UV LED our Luminator cannot handle. Uh, it doesn't have a vacuum, so it doesn't. It cannot handle film. It's specifically right. for uh, for CTS. That's and, awesome. Uh, so basically, that's the automation of pre-press end. So you've got post-press yeah. automation with your Evo Compact. You have pre-press automation in conjunction with the CTS machine to go straight off of the CTS, put the screen on, on a the conveyor belt, and forget about it. Come out on the other Absolutely. side, and you've got a burned, washed-out image. Absolutely, absolutely, and you see that the, the rise in you see the rise in, in in interest in that field because under pressure of of digital printing, uh, uh, shorter production runs, more screens to burn uh, for a print shop, a screen print shop, it becomes more and more important to save cost and time in prepress as well. So uh, yeah. we'll, we'll see. We are seeing a big rise in prepress automation. Yes. We've seen a lot of that too, I think, through COVID. I think it's really made people look at, you know, how large their, you know, staff is. Obviously, we all know as business owners, the most expensive uh, part of business is people. And so, yep. you know, I think a lot of businesses are looking to solve automation, um, less people or same amount of people, but having them spend less time on cleaning and rinsing and more time on, you know, making them money through actual production. Uh, Cause it's, yeah. you know, this is the one place where printers don't charge, right? They're not charging their customers Absolutely. for cleaning screens on an invoice. They're not charging their customers typically for burning screens, even on an invoice. Some people charge screen fees, but I think that's kind of a thing in the past, um, you know, in today's screen printing era. So um, really, really cool stuff. We're going to take a moment, take a quick commercial break. Uh, when we come back, we will talk more automation and reclamation pre and post press with Lotus Holland. We'll be right back.
The Lotus Holland Automatic Screen Reclaim System. Your screens are completely and reliably clean for reuse again and again. To find out more ways this Product of the Year award winner can help you reclaim far more than your used screens, please visit rock.us or call 187-ROCKET-NOW. That's 877-674-8669. And now with free shipping till March 15th. I want to welcome everybody back to Rock Shop Talk, your one-stop rock shop where we talk all things screen printing. Today we are discussing automating your screen reclamation process, and we are joined by Mr. Friends Peters of Lotus Hall. Hey, as well as our uh, creative producer, Mr. Merrill Caps, and our automated specialist, Mr. Thomas Shaw, and of course I am Rock US President Ross Hunter. Welcome back, everyone. Indeed. Awesome, guys. Welcome back. Thank you. Friends, we uh, we were talking uh, over our commercial break, and, uh, you know, obviously the, the, most, the most obvious benefit of the Lotus Holland is like, okay, you have a clean screen at the end of this. Um, you know, with our customers and with people that you've talked to that have purchased these units, uh, what do you, uh, what are some of the things that they talk about that maybe wasn't so obvious at, at the point of purchase? Like, what are some of the hidden benefits of the machines? Yeah, that's a very good question. Um, one of the hidden benefits, or maybe the, the most important hidden benefit, is that uh, in, in our system, you, you use a non-volatile chemical. And this chemical, which is typically built by, by any company, you work with partners as well that produce those uh, uh, chemicals for you, uh, they are uh, less, uh, less harmful for the environment and less dangerous for the people to work with. So in manual, in manual screen cleaning, they use a volatile chemical. They uh, usually, the people don't protect themselves enough and they, they are constantly uh, inhaling this, uh, these nasty fumes, which they don't even recognize anymore that they're really hurting themselves. And with our system, uh, you use a non-volatile chemical. You don't smell anything. You've been into print shops. You don't smell anything when the machine is running because there's no fumes coming out. And as that is not an important thing, maybe for the printers, at least it was for, let's say, about 10 years ago, nobody, no printer took that into consideration uh, buying this machine. But for me, that was actually the most rewarding part because I knew that, yes, of course, the money is important. That's uh, Without money, uh, we would be out of business. But I jumped three feet high whenever, uh, whenever I could convince a printer to, to invest in this equipment, knowing what he just did for his people and also for the environment. So that is uh, probably the biggest hidden uh, benefit of the machine. Yeah, I mean, you know, people don't realize that long-term exposure to that stuff can really, I mean, it can do damage to respiratory, yes. nerve damage. I mean, it, the list goes on. It's never never good for, you know, to be around that stuff for long periods of time. Um, another another thing that just blows me away about the Lotus machine is like that chemical that we're talking about now, the non-volatile chemicals, they're all being, uh, it's in a closed loop system, right? So those chemicals are staying in the unit. Uh, it's basically being reapplied to a screen and you're not, you're not sending it straight down a drain like manual reclaim. Yeah. Yeah. That and, was, that was a necessity obviously to change from volatile chemicals uh, to non-volatile chemicals, which are maybe two, three, four times as expensive as, as those products per gallon, uh, you had to continuously reuse that product, which you cannot do with the volatile chemical because the part that cleans is the volatile part. So uh, even if you could reuse it, it still would lose much of its uh, power, but that doesn't happen with a non-volatile chemical. So if you can figure out a system that continuously reuses that chemical, then it makes sense uh, economically to use that. And that's what we do in the Lotus. 
Absolutely. Um, and then you and I actually have a story too. Uh, you know, we have a story uh, with the print shop here in Tacoma, Washington. Um, and they told us like, oftentimes they didn't even realize where their bottleneck was. They didn't realize the jobs weren't going to press because they didn't have clean screens or because their dark room was backed up. Like these guys had no idea um, that that was necessarily a, a major backlog or, or something that prevented jobs from going to press. Right. So, you know, it's just amazing uh, how you can uncover these things by putting in a solution like the Lotus and then say like, wow, you know, our jobs are getting depressed faster now because we yeah. have clean loaded dry screens. Yeah, it's like it's like Ross said, uh, the, uh, maybe now they don't charge anything anymore, but before it was a lump sum. But there was no printer that could do anything about it. He could not ask his customer for more money for cleaning screens. Mm -hmm. So he just had to take, a, a, yeah, he take that for granted how much it costs in time or in money wise uh, uh, to, to, to clean a screen. And now with this automatic system, we trying to uh, explain the printer, well, hey, listen, even though you cannot maybe charge a customer for that part of the job, but you can save costs. And that is, that is profit also if you can do that. And yeah. you remember as well as I, when we started, when we talked to a printer, a print shop said, well, I need to do at least 500 screens a day uh, to amortize this machine. And then we showed them also with the cost calculation, which, which you also present to, uh, to your customers. Hey, it's a, you need about 10 screens is a break-even point. From that point on, you start saving money uh, doing automatic reclaim. Yeah, and I mean, even, uh, you know, a couple of our favorite shops like Family Industries and Stoked on Printing, like, you know, they, a lot of these shops and, and many other small shops, too, they, they, they have uh, their CTS and the auto reclaim within steps of each other, right? So, you know, instead of having somebody operating the darkroom and somebody operating reclaim, now they have one person overseeing the entire process. And, you know, within... Within, you know, a couple of minutes, so they're, they're imaging a screen over here, they're reclaiming a screen over here, and they're, and they're drying one on, on this side of the darkroom. I mean, it's amazing to see how efficient this can be where before you, you might have temporary labor, you might have a, yeah. a high school kid after, you know, come in after hours, you might be working on the weekends yourself doing it. And just to be able to like it to make the most out of one person in labor wise, I mean, that just blows people away. And, yeah. and, uh, and that's a big deciding factor. Yeah, and imagine the interdependence of those departments, right? Getting a, a, a good print on your T-shirt involves having a good screen. But for somebody yep. to prepare the screen right, it has to be cleaned right. It has to be degreased, et cetera. So now if you have one person uh, doing all these jobs because he has the right equipment, um, yeah, he's depending on himself. So sure. he'll make sure that, that the screen is clean when it comes out of the machine. And he will take care of the machine also to make sure that the, that it does its job because he doesn't want to go back to manual cleaning as soon as he has an automatic reading. And, and um, you know, as, as we talk about this, you brought something up a minute ago, which is, you know, the break-even point for like, when is this system right for us? Um, you know, it's a fairly low entry, entry point to say like, okay, this is now starting to make sense for our business. Um, is there like a certain time where you would say a company, you know, really needs to start looking at this machine? Like, is it, a, uh, yeah. is there a certain time where you say like, hey, it is time for you to really, really make this your next project in the, in the, in your business? Yeah. It depend, depending on the wages, obviously the break even point is roughly about 10 of those 23 by 31s. That is from that point on with an automatic reclaimer, you start saving money. But let's say you would save about two or three bucks a screen. 
uh, you're not saving a, a big amount per day. Uh, the more screens you have, obviously, the shorter your ROI is on the equipment. But from that point on, it's, it's, it's less expensive. But I would say, let's say about 30 screens, 40 screens a day, uh, you should really start considering uh, automating the reclaim. Because what is not in that calculation, which you also present, I received that email also with, well, you had this calculation. What is not in that calculation is that this person now, instead of handling a power washer, he now can do something else in the meantime as well. Uh, he can be productive and clean at the same time. Right. So those are two sides of the same coin. Absolutely. Yeah, and I mean, for our listeners out there, just real quick on the kind of ROI side, um, if you go to our website, rock.us, go to equipment and go under, uh, I think it's reclaiming and reclaiming equipment, you'll see the Lotus Holland Evo Compact there. Click on that. About halfway down the page, we actually have a calculator. So you can input what you're paying your team member per hour, how many screens on average you're doing a day. And that calculator will actually show how much you're saving, not only per screen, but it'll it'll dump that into a monthly calculation to kind of show you um, what you're going to save per month. And I was, you know, I helped I helped build the calculator. It was really interesting because we were playing with it yesterday, and I just you know I popped up a number. It was twelve dollars an hour for you know someone cleaning screens and about fifty screens a day, and the savings came out to over thirteen hundred dollars a month just on 50 screens a day, which is more than what the machine would cost mm -hmm. on a, a, a lease payment. I mean, you, you know, you could finance it and pay less than what you're saving. So the ROI technically for some of these places could start literally day one, mm -hmm. even after the payment on the new machine. So it's kind of cool to see all that math work out. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, one one other thing that we, uh, you know, just for our listeners out there, um, for a shop that is reclaiming, let's call it 30, 30 frames per day. I mean, with the Lotus machine, we're looking at, at, you know, friends can attest to this, maybe, maybe one hour of production, maybe, maybe a little over an hour of production at 30 yeah. frames per, per hour. And I mean, just think about if you if you were able to utilize that person for another seven hours a day. Like what else, what else mm -hmm. could they be doing in your business? Or maybe it's, maybe it's the, the business owner that is reclaiming screens. Now, yeah. you know, it's much easier for those guys to block out an hour as opposed to, you know, your highest, uh, your most valuable person in the business running an, a pressure washer because they're behind, you know? Um, so it's really, it's truly amazing what that machine is capable of versus the manual in. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Question. So, um, since I'm fairly new to the automated setup and screen printing, it seems to me like a machine like this is almost like a prerequisite. If you're going to play at all, like in a, in a real way, you have to have something like this because you're, you're, you're holding back so much of your potential profits and profit margins. Is there any legitimate reason just to play devil's advocate? Like, is there any reason why this would not make sense to me? Like just again, kind of uh, from the outside looking in, it look it seems to be a no brainer. But just to play devil's advocate, is there a reason why this would not make sense for someone? And no is acceptable. <laughs> yeah. 
Because I can't think of one. I honestly can't. I get, it seems oh, like it's such an obvious need. If, if, you, if you allow me, if you allow me to uh, to respond yeah. to that, um, it's a it's a very uh, tricky question, Merrill. Actually, because um, the answer is no. There is there is basically no reason not to invest. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, if you put yourself into the position of a screen printer, uh, we're asking them a, a fairly large investment sum uh, to put down on the table for this machine. And mm-hmm. you can do a whole bunch of other things with, with that money. And the biggest um, hurdle to overcome for the printer is, yeah, I can also buy a piece of equipment for that money. And then I can print twice as much T-search, which I can sell. And I cannot sell a clean screen. So mm-hmm. that, is the, that is the biggest hurdle for a printer to overcome, to, to put that money down. And the funny thing is, the first thing, the first thing we ever hear when we start up the machine for the first screen is, my God, I should have done this three years ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we hear that a lot on press automation. I mean, all kinds of things, folding automation, press automation, pre-press automation. I think, you know, I, I look back on when I was a business owner in, in I was a printer, right? So um, it was tough. It was tough to spend money on machinery. And, you know, I look back to when I had about 13 people working for me and I remember how hard it was every two weeks, right? Payrolls coming up, you know, and had I, you know, this was years ago. So some of this technology, I don't think was at the forefront of, you know, right in front of me, but um, had I known what I know now, I I would have automated everything. In fact, you know, I just toured a, a factory yeah. yesterday, not in our space. Um, they manufacture tools. And it was interesting. They've got about 500 people that work there. Big, big factory floor. And everything is a robot. Everything that's making the tools. So you've got one person that's actually running four or five different robots. And essentially, they're just monitoring what's happening. Mm-hmm. And it was funny because I asked them how they were founded. This is a fairly old company, about 40 years old. And I'm like, you know, what did this look like in the 90s? And it looked like a whole bunch of people doing a whole lot of things. And, you know, they had to start to reevaluate that. And, and you know, it cost them, I mean, this place, millions and millions of dollars to automate, you know, what they have now. But um, what it cut down in the long run, that ROI, I mean, it, it really makes a difference. So, you know, if you're in doubt, and I tell our listeners that, look at other industries too. I mean, talk to shops, talk to other screen printers, see what's working for them. Mm-hmm. But look at other industries. I always think it's interesting to explore what are other people doing, you know, because we're manufacturing. I mean, just we're printing on t-shirts, but still manufacturing. It's the same thing. So look look to those companies that you respect. Take some tours of some different places. See how other people are running their operations. And I think it helps give you some good peace of mind on, you know, what you need to do for your own business. For sure. um, one more yeah. question. You, I think Thomas, you had brought this up at the break and I just wanted to make sure that we cover it. Um, some things that people that are looking into these machines need to be aware of ahead of time. So we were talking a little bit about like tape. I know friends I've talked to you in the past about like screen opener is like a major no, no. Um, if you've got one of these machines, cause it locks emulsion into your mesh. Can you guys go through you and Thomas, some of those things that people should be aware of when they're, when they're getting into automated reclamation? Yeah. 
Um, I'll kick it off and then let friends kind of weigh in also. Um, you know, we, friends and I, we had multiple conversations, like as, as we were kicking off this product line in the U.S., uh, we had multiple conversations on what we believe to be the hardest part uh, to convince these screen printers what they have to do in order to get a clean screen. And the, the number one thing that him and I discussed is like, we have to take an educational standpoint with operators, business owners, and everything and telling them like, hey, uh, after you take your screen off of the press, like it needs to be in a, in a great condition, de-inked, de-taped, you know, treated properly before putting in, in the in your unit if you want a consistent result. Now, if you want to just throw a screen there with a bunch of ink and, and, and emulsion that's coated wacky and, you know, all of these different factors, if you want to do that, that's fine, but, but you're not going to get a consistent result. Just like anything else, um, you know, you, you really have to have consistency post-press um, to be able to get a clean screen. And same thing with the types of chemicals that you're using on press. I mean, screen opener can cause issues in reclamation, whether you're doing it manually or automated. So, you know, these are things that people just... I don't know how many times people have said, like, I, my screen is locked up. I can't get it get it rinsed or I can't get it reclaimed. And, and there are reasons why. You just have to look at all different factors, exposure time, you know, mm -hmm. chemicals, uh, humidity. Like, all of these things are, are things that you can – that are factors that are controllable and can give you a clean screen consistently. So can we kind of relate it then to cleaning your dishes? If you leave a bunch of dishes on the counter for a couple days – and then you just take them and put them in your dishwasher, you're probably gonna get some fairly inconsistent results compared to when you're done eating, wipe off your plate first, put it in the dishwasher. And if you do that with every dish that you put in there, you're gonna get a consistently clean dish. I mean, is that a fair analogy? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, that's absolutely a fair analogy. Uh, and what Thomas also was saying, I would like to add, it's also important that you use in other steps of your process to write products. Uh, we found indeed some screen openers who I, I don't know, I didn't know them, but probably they were cheap screen openers who actually locked in uh, into the screen. And we also find uh, cheap tapes like boxing tapes. They leave a residue of glue on the screen also. Uh, that, that also happens with manual cleaning. That, don't get me wrong. That's, nothing, that's not a problem of the automatic cleaning. It happens with manual cleaning as well. But then it's not that noticeable because the, the, the person with a high-pressure gun just goes over the screen uh, three, four, five, five, six, seven, eight times, and then it's clean. But the machine doesn't think. Yeah, but then it, they have no attention. It just goes on one pass, <laughs> up and down. <laughs> yeah yeah so that is uh, the machine doesn't do that it just goes over one time and then that's it and then you see the screen coming out it's not clean and it's not something that is caused by the machine it's by the fact that you uh, didn't apply the right uh, uh, ingredients in, in other process steps yeah one one thing that's driven me crazy you know been in uh, you know hundreds of different shops and and what I've, one thing that I've seen is like uh, so many of these people, when they're when they're removing ink or they're they're doing certain things, they're uh, it's not a uniform process. And then they, you know, they these are the same people that might say like, oh my chemistry, I'm having to add chemistry more often, or I'm having to do this, or I'm having to clean out my unit, you know, twice uh, twice a month as opposed to once a month, which you told me, and and all of that relates back to you know, if if you if you de-ink and you put your ink back into the bucket, you're saving money on ink. If you put a clean screen in your unit, you're you're saving money on chemistry. So as a business owner, if you want to save money, you you need to take those steps in, in order to 
you know, be the most profitable business that you can, that you can be. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, with that guys, I think I'm going yeah, to take us one, back one, to, one oh, thing I would ahead, like Martin, to, uh, one thing I'd like to add is, uh, what I find in this, in, in all my years now in this business is that one thing that is, seems to be a real eye opener and always a big question is ghost image. Does my machine uh, remove a ghost image? Um, I, I'm sorry to disappoint everybody out there. There's no machine out there that removes a ghost image. But what you can do is uh, prevent a ghost image or reduce the risk of a, a ghost image appearing at all. And what people don't realize that is in manual cleaning, it's very common to collect your screens until you have 10 or 15 and then cleans them at once. So what happens in the print shop? The screen comes off the press. Somebody cleans it off with a cloth and a volatile chemical and then puts the screen on the side until, until they have about 10 or 15. And then they go to the dark room or to the back room, the dirty room to clean them. But what they are not realizing is that is the moment where you have just created your ghost image mm -hmm. because you have rubbed the screen with a volatile chemical. However hard this guy has tried, he, he wouldn't have managed to get out more more than 90, 95, 96% of the ink. And the residue ink now really gets a, a chance to really get stuck in the image. And that is where you created your ghost image. Now with, with an automatic system, with any automatic system, the whole purpose is that even if you have one screen, throw it in the machine immediately. Don't put it on the side, just scrape out the ink mechanically, no pre-cleaning with a chemical, but just take off the ink, take off the tape and throw it in the machine. The shorter the time between printing and cleaning, the better your cleaning result and the less risk you have of a ghosting. Nice. Great, point. great tip. Well, I'm going to take us to uh, another commercial break. And when we come back, we'll dive into our last segment about uh, automated screen reclamation. We'll be right back. Beware the Ides of March. Orders placed now till March 15th. Your brand new Lotus Holland automatic screen reclaim system arrives to you with free shipping. Visit rock.us or call 187-ROCKET now. That's 877-674-8669. Want to welcome everybody back to Rock Shop Talk, your one-stop rock shop where we talk all things screen printing. Today we are discussing automating your screen reclamation process with Friends Peters of Lotus Holland. Um, I'm Rock US President Ross Hunter. Alongside of us here today, we got our creative producer, Mr. Merrill Caps, yeah, and our automated solutions expert, Mr. Thomas Shaw. Welcome back, everyone. Hey, hey. Um, yeah, quick note, we had a great conversation during the break, so we may randomly splice something in to this little part right here because uh, we had a really good talk about um, kind of buyer hesitation and mm -hmm. friends uh, had a really uh, fantastic response to that. So uh, if it can't get eloquently just put in, just so the listeners know, we may have a hard splice right now and then come back to the show so you guys can hear that sound bite. Like it'll come in right now. To me, a machine that I could potentially see an ROI on day one, even if I don't on day one, I could theoretically on day two or day three, relatively within the first month, um, I, I don't see a risk there anymore. It's just money, dude. But, but what I'm saying, like, if, if you're going to make money tomorrow on it, did you really spend anything? No, I mean, I think the what's interesting with equipment like this is I think 
I think, you know, when this stuff was all introduced to the market years ago, and there's been a lot of different types of automation introduced, it, it starts like any piece of technology or something else that's not in our industry that's introduced. And it's a, uh, it, it's, it, it's deemed as uh, almost like couture, like something mm-hmm. that's unneeded, mm-hmm. but is a luxury. Instead yeah. of a necessity, it's viewed as a luxurious product. So it's like, it's like you putting a sauna in your house, right? We can all go buy a sauna. There's major health benefits. You're going to get a return on investment, but it's a luxury. And I think that a lot of folks see this equipment as the same thing. And that's why we put ROI calculators mm-hmm. and, and have the conversations like Thomas and friends are having right now, Yeah, because it's the only way to get people to know once they get it to friend's point. Every time we put in a machine like this, so it's it literally is the same thing. I wish I would have done this years ago. I mean, yeah. you hear that yeah. just over and over and over again. Cool. Um, so people just yeah. need to listen, right? Right. Like yeah. we're not yeah. we're not liars. We're we're, we're being honest. <laughs> so you know you know is, Mel, what what is uh, what, uh, what I like about your question is when uh, when we built this machine and uh, we didn't address that, but our machine is the lowest in in price because it's. We kept it simple. Well, we, we, we had the, the, the person who operates the machine in mind. So don't give him PLCs, don't give him touchscreens, don't give him mm-hmm. programs, et cetera. Keep it simple. But that, that resulted in a, in a system that's being the lowest price. When I figured that out, that we had the lowest price and we had a non-volatile chemical, so the safest machine in the world, I thought, well, sit back and relax and wait till the orders come flying uh, uh, across the email, right? Well, that didn't happen. Right. And I figured out pretty soon that my biggest competitor is not a Zentner machine or an MNR machine or whatever kind of machine. My biggest competitor is the brain of the printer getting the cross from the step of doing manual cleaning to automatic mm-hmm. cleaning. Right. That is the first, that is my biggest competitor because uh, like Ross is saying, there's always a reason not to spend this money. Hey, right. I want to keep it for my printer. I hear that a lot. No, I'm going to buy a print machine first. Okay, you do that. Then he bought a print machine and he says, yeah, now I have no money anymore because I bought a print machine. Mm-hmm. And then he has a little money and says, yeah, but I'm going to save my money because what if my print machine breaks down? Uh, so he's right. always postponing, postponing, postponing. And then at some point of time, uh, it settles in that uh, what I'm saying is, if you do 20 screens a day, you're throwing out money out of the window every day. Mm-hmm. And that just need that just takes a while for the printer to to grasp that. And now we're back. Perfect. Okay, we're back. <laughs> back. Love it. Um, cool, Meryl. Do you want to kind of? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'll take a couple questions for friends. Um, so, friends, you've been making some fantastic uh, tips for the Lotus that we've been sharing online, and definitely, if you haven't seen it yet, please check those out on Instagram, Facebook, all those, uh, LinkedIn, etc. Uh, really great, just really quick, uh, actionable tips to maximize the efficiency of your machine. Uh, so thank you for that. Thank you for doing that. Please keep doing sure. that. We'll definitely keep sending it to the audience and make sure that they're informed. Uh, but for those who haven't yet seen it, could you just run through maybe top five things uh, or three to five things that you recommend that uh, owners do or current owners do with their Lotus Holland to make sure that everything's in optimal order? Sure, sure. First of all, I want to start off with, uh, uh, I was very, we were very happy to do this uh, videos for you because since we've been on board with uh, with 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 Rock and Ryanette before, uh, you you're just doing an amazing job with uh, 
uh, especially you. with uh, with the start of screenprinting.org it the screen printing was such a concealed uh, industry where everybody kept this information to himself and and you guys you really just you just actually open it up you just you just made it into a community and um that fits us like a glove because like i said i think anybody being a screen printer should be really proud of himself because it's a real profession with 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 a lot of uh, uh, variables to take into consideration and you it's a beautiful product and i think you're doing an amazing job for uh, for spreading information and, and and giving sharing information and knowledge uh, uh, in that field i appreciate so, that and and we're honored to share the content that is going to help people so that your your product and, and services like really fit in line with that yeah i wish we had a i wish we had a community like that in um, in, in europe i think it's it's lacking in europe that we have this kind of uh, yeah community where where screen printing rocks and that is start start it and we'll support it let's Absolutely. we will rock we will rock you <laughs> how does that sound right. we will rock that's you right. we will rock you <laughs> that's right <laughs> all right what was the question <laughs> oh yeah the question was what was the what was the, the tech tips about yeah yeah um yeah we made some um some pretty hands-on uh, tips about how to how to uh, how to maintain your machine uh, Ross made the analogy with a dishwasher that applies to this machine as well. Uh, first of all, what you feed the machine is is already 50% of what you can expect as a result. But also you have to devote some of the time that you saved by cleaning automatic instead of manually back to the machine to keep it in shape. It gets very, very dirty on the inside. Um, and that is what it's there for, right? But mm -hmm. you need to get rid of that dirt and uh, uh, add your chemicals in the right time uh, to keep a constant level. Sure, when we install a machine the first day, the screens come up beautiful and nice. Everything is fresh and shiny and new, but that's not what we're aiming at. We're aiming at that in five years and in 10 years, the screens are still as clean as on day one. And that can be achieved. If, you, if the printer can address attention to the system itself in maintaining it, then he will achieve that. And that is what these uh, tech tips were about. Fantastic. And uh, if you have any um, photos of the inside of the machine that is dirty before it's cleaned out, if you can send that to me, I would love to share it uh, in the video version of this episode, because I want viewers when it comes out on video to see the mess that will not occur in their shop we'll, we'll keep contained in that machine yeah. so they don't have to worry about cleaning up that which i can only imagine the process of trying to eliminate that mess from <laughs> I'm thinking, your wall I'm thinking, or floor. I'm thinking, I'm thinking yeah. about a small uh, anecdote now i hope he's not mad with me but the, the the first machine we sold in the u.s was to uh to printed threads brett bowden yeah and uh, i was in the u.s and i got a call from him and he said my machine is down there's something wrong and i went over there and I opened, I opened the tank. Meryl, you won't believe it. I have pictures of that. The slum in the first tank was so thick, I could just poke a stick in there and it would just stand up straight like that in the thick sludge. Wow. <laughs> and, and there was no liquid coming out of the spray bars, right? So I asked him, what, what, what do you expect? And again, it was it's funny that Ross said that before. I, I used the analogy as well. 
if your dishwasher looks like that, do you expect your, your plate to be screen, uh, clean? And then he said, well, I guess not. But yeah, so, somehow it has to be an eye opener for somebody to, uh, to uh, even for Brett, who obviously has a lot of knowledge about uh, I'm, I'm really glad you brought that story up because we just. Oh, I hope shared... he's not mad with me now. I no, no, I don't. I mean, I don't think he would. He would be. But we just uh, we just shared a video uh, just this week of him essentially going through his version of the Lotus Tech Tip. And yeah. if it's is it the same machine? Yeah, it is. A, and, that, that see, is that machine. and it's clean now. Yeah, it's clean. Yeah, he's kept and it's clean ever since. I remember yeah. that trip, actually. I just remember hearing about it, uh, you know, and um you know it helped us too because it was you know you bring some new technology into the, into the united states you know we're, we're having to learn you're learning our our clients here are learning and you know things are different in europe i've been to a lot of shops in europe and you know it's different there is a different work methodology there's you know, it's just a different environment. And so, you know, we're having to learn and that was a really good, good time, but that is the same machine, Meryl. And you saw how beautiful. Yeah. I mean, if it went from being able to stand a stick in it to looking how it does now, (laughs) uh, that's amazing. So definitely check that video out and see what the the first Lotus owner in America has been using for seven years and it looks amazing. You know, I do have something. I do have something to add to that. I mean, uh, you know, a lot of the, a lot of our people that are looking at these machines, they say like, "Hey, I don't want to talk to somebody who just got the machine. I want to talk to somebody who's had it for five years or six mm-hmm. years or whatever it is." Yeah. And um, you know, and and basically, when these machines are maintained, like you said, I mean, that machine you can even see in the video, we're looking at a five or six year old machine, maybe even older. Uh, that yeah. is still in day-to-day operations and and still pumping out clean screens for what I would consider a, a large a large shop. Um, and then well, in addition, what to you that, what you what you could ask what I what I missed maybe um, uh, what is probably also one of the bigger tributes. Uh, ask uh, Brett to say something about uh, maintenance costs and how much spare parts mm. he has bought over the years. If he has spent. I'm going to put a figure on the table. If he spent more than $300 a year on spare parts, it's probably a lot in these six or seven years. Wow. And and friends, um, you know, I will mention this and and, uh, I will have like the people that are interested in these units and are are looking at purchasing them. Um, You know, one thing to mention is that uh, friends and I have worked together and friends in Rock US um, to uh, come up with an extended, extended service program. And um, we can kind of talk more about that. You know, I would recommend if you guys are looking at the unit, ask your sales rep about it, you know, have conversations with friends and, and see what the extended service program looks like. Um, you know, we're offering that and friends can elaborate, but I think we're looking at maybe, you know, up to 10 years of coverage or 10 years of service coverage. And and uh, I encourage, you know, ask other manufacturers if they do the same thing. And I, I would say that they, they do not. Gosh, this has been amazing. Friends, do you have any final thoughts? I, I definitely want to give you the chance to say anything else that you'd like to say. And then uh, follow up to that is uh, have give you the opportunity to share with our listeners how people can follow you online uh, outside of what we publish through Rock US and uh, any other info on Lotus Holland. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I no, I'm do uh, what uh, what Thomas just said. Uh, talk to talk to to you guys or to us about that extended uh, uh, service and warranty program. It's a warranty program that extends the warranty on the machine for ten years. Uh, wow. So we back up what we, what we do. And we figured out we're not selling a machine. We're selling a clean screen. That is what we're selling. The, 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 the printer couldn't care less what the machine looks like as long mm-hmm. as it cleans my screens. And that is what we're trying to offer by, by maintaining the machine for you, by uh, training the operator. We can guarantee that the screens will be clean for 10 years. And with our support, if you do the job right in maintaining the machine, then you will have zero breakdowns and your your cost of uh, uh, cost of maintenance is... Uh, for parts is about $300 a year. That's what we're uh, trying to achieve. Yeah. So that's what we back up. That is quite as impressive claim. That's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's also why you guys don't see these machines on the used market anywhere. Mm -hmm. People buy them and they keep them. I mean, that to me is the biggest testament. We've had the machines in the U S for quite a few years now and we're, we're the only place you can get them. You can, there's a lot out there, but people are not, getting rid of these machines i mean they're they're keeping them they're they're working and i mean you know again back to brett i mean it's a true testament you know mm-hmm. if you keep it clean it's gonna it's gonna keep working for you um friends where can people find lotus all online your your website um your instagram or facebook handles yeah we have uh, we have our, our website for uh, the standard information about the equipment also other equipment that we have uh specialized reclaiming systems for 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 specialized inks, uh, difficult inks, uh, 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 but also about the developer and illuminator is on there. And we're on all the social uh, social networks, YouTube, uh, uh, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram. You can find us anywhere. Just type in Lotus Holland. Yeah. Type in Lotus Holland and we'll pop up. And I love the name Lotus. That's uh, It couldn't be more appropriate for the machine. Well done. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. That's awesome. Well, we want to wrap today up. I want to thank friends again for joining us. Thank Thomas Thanks for, for me, joining man. us today. Thank you. Um, tune in in the next uh, couple of weeks for our next episode um, and uh, continue to press onward. And remember, and- till the Ides of March, March 15th, your last opportunity to get free shipping with the Lotus Island. Yeah, free shipping. Quite a, Very good Quite point. a big savings. And Thomas is uh, standing by to help you out. So um, (laughs) hit us up. Let me know. Let us know how we can help. And uh, we're excited to be there for you again uh, from all us here at 20 Rock Studios. Rock on. Press onward. Big thanks to Friends Peters for joining us today. As always, thank you for spending time with us this week. Tune in at your convenience wherever you listen to your podcast by searching Rock Shop Talk. Our next episode will feature chemistry and screen printing. If you'd like to request to be on the show, please visit rock.us slash rockshoptalk. If you found today's episode helpful, please recommend it to a friend who you think may find it helpful as well. Please like, share, and subscribe on social media. Until next time, rockers, press onward. Onward.